Hey guys, it's John with Make Pods Great Again. Wanted to uh, chat with you guys real quick before we jump into the podcast and talk about rest and recovery. This is something I get a lot of questions on from followers and listeners, and uh, I just you know I can't underscore how important it is to rest if you really want to make progress in the gym. You know, it's kind of ironic because most of us never really think about sleep quality until we're just not getting enough sleep, or or even when we're just not sleeping like we used to. Uh, a buddy of mine sent me this Clova patch that was designed a few years ago to help people have better sleep quality. It's a Sleep Z patch by Clova, spelled with a K, K-L-O-V-A. And uh, it's now actually the number one selling sleep patch online. Uh, it's sold on Amazon and Walgreens. It has over a thousand five-star reviews. So how you use this thing is you take this one little patch, you put it on your arm for about two hours before bedtime. The time-release blend of naturally occurring ingredients goes to work promoting restful sleep. And uh, trust me, I've been using this thing. I sleep like a baby with it. Uh, Clova is ideal for people who have trouble falling asleep or for someone like me where you have trouble staying asleep. It's really ideal. You have a 30-day money-back guarantee and you can try Clova absolutely hassle-free. So save 20% on your first order today using claim code WADPOD20, that's all caps, W-O-D-P-O-D-2-0 at Clova.com. Clova spelled K-L-O-V-A. So with that, on to the show. Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, here with my bestie under quarantine, Nikki. How are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm quarantined. How are yes. you? <laughs> I've been quarantined all day today. I've had a bunch of snacks. I had a couple of workouts at home and uh, played some guitar. I didn't get a nap in, so it was really kind of a disappointing day in that regard, but everything else was good. But So highly productive, though. Very highly productive. But uh, tonight's <laughs> Tonight's exciting. We have a games champion on. We have Dave Lipson and Camille LeBlanc. How are you guys doing? Good. I mean, we're quarantined too, but uh, funny enough, we've been working on our business like 14, 15 hours a day. So we don't really understand uh, right now how people are bored. <laughs> yeah, Cammy's had me on lockdown for 10 years. So this is zero adjustment. <laughs> He's such a dick. <laughs> Well, see, those those of us that have like, you know, I've got a traditional nine to five banking job. And of course, banks are still open, but they're I'm non-essential. So I'm essentially working from home. And so this is like a it's almost like a it's like a weird vacation, a vacation that you can't leave the house in. But for those of you that, you know, kind of work your asses off day in and day out, I'm sure it doesn't feel a ton different other than you can't leave the house. Yeah, I think, well, I think like the big thing with me and Dave right now is a lot of our business are online. And uh, right now, like pretty much for O's Fitness, the idea that I had behind this was, first of all, I knew I wanted to get pregnant. I knew I wanted to find a sustainable way to train because everything I've done in my life was very extreme. And I wanted to find a way to have a sustainable way of eating and something a little bit better for my joint and health of my body. So that's kind of how Thoreau started. And it's kind of perfect right now for everyone at home. And uh, what we're trying to do right now is just start doing a bunch of projects so we can, for example, I'm building right now a 30 days nutrition and fitness challenge that we're trying to launch uh, April 1st, just so people can have something to be accountable. All of it is at home and we're just trying to help as much as we can. So we're really trying to just kill ourselves right now and like, Literally just trying to not lose any money with the business, try to do things as cheap as possible uh, for people just to help them. So we're pretty much uh, volunteering like crazy, but 
hopefully, you know, we're just trying to do our part right now to help with everything that's happening. Yeah, I don't think it was, it hasn't been much of adjustment. Like I said, like we really value our privacy, especially where we used to live <laughs> out in yeah. Colorado. Um, you know, we had ourselves set up there. So there was, you know, we had a home gym, we would stay at, at home as much as we could. And our only reason to really go down the mountain was to get access to the internet so we could program our workouts and coach our athletes because we don't get any internet service out there, which is mm -hmm. really why we ended up staying where we are here in Florida, just uh, at a relative's house in a small town because we could stay in the house and work on our programs. And, um, you know, funny enough, like, I feel like we're getting more leisure time and Dave and Cami time than we ever had before mm -hmm. and, and being way more productive with our businesses because we would end up spending spending two three hours a day in the just car going up yeah. up and down that mountain, oh, and um, now we're just uh, you know we're living the retiree life. Our neighbors are, are old, and we're watering, I love it. We're watering our plants, and uh, you know I'm, I'm I'm liking it. I'm feeling I'm really feeling. It. I'm going to get a, a golf cap and uh, some yes, start start going to the early bird special. Going to bed yep. at like five thirty. So oh, much argyle. It's ridiculous. Cammy said like, Hey Dave, get up super duper early and be the first person in the supermarket. Cause we don't want to get Cammy any exposure to this, especially with her being pregnant with a compromised right. immune system. And so I get up like at, at like 7am this morning, I try to get to the grocery store and it is a madhouse. And on the front door, it says senior shopping hours, seven to 8am. And I'm right. oh, I known, like old people, I should go late at night. Cause they're right. probably right. Yes. You have like the sweetest old neighbors ever that you absolutely cannot hang out with right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of our neighbors tried to come give us his card with his number for help, you know, if we need help. And he's trying to give it to me and I just oh. keep stepping back and I'm like, dude, six feet. <laughs> Do not get near me right now, bro. He just doesn't get it. He's like, yeah. I'm being careful. I'm like, no, like... You know, I don't mean to be rude and I'm Canadian, so I'm super polite. So that was really hard for me to tell him to back up. But yeah. It's one of those things where they say, oh, they understand, but they clearly do not <laughs> understand. Dude, everyone that I'm talking to right now is like, like parenting their boomer parents. Like, yeah. I gotta like yell at your ass to stay the fuck inside right now. Like, all, I don't understand. It's not hard. Like yep. there was a point in time where they yelled at us to stay inside and now we have to deal with them not understanding yeah. that they can't go like hang out with so-and-so to drink wine and watch their stories at night. Like, stay the fuck home. Everybody stay home. Don't get me started on this, Nikki. My, uh, my dad's 75. He crossfits and he's still crossfitting. And I'm like, you got to stop. Like, you can't keep going to the gym. You got, you have to stop. He's like, no, really? I lived, th I lived through Vietnam. I lived through Korea. Like, he starts listing all the wars he lived through. I'm like, okay, you just do what yeah, you're well, gonna this do. A new one, and this one you yeah. can't see it. So, <laughs> yeah, seriously, we're not, we're not neck deep in Charlie here. This is a different animal. Yes, different. <laughs> so different. Um, all right. So there's, there's kind of a lot to cover and I want to get a little bit deeper into how you, what you guys are doing uh, both on your own and your businesses and especially how that's affecting the CrossFit community as a whole right now. Cause I know you guys are offering a lot of work and a lot of help, especially to affiliates who are facing some, some difficult times. But before we talk about that, I'm just curious to know, how are you dealing with like your pregnancy amidst all of this, you know, scariness in, in the health world and sort of like inability to go into hospitals and things like that? Yeah, um, you know, when it's just me, it's not that bad because I feel like I develop a lot of tools and, you know, mental toughness yeah. and mindset and, you know, just uh, 
dealing with high pressure, high stress situation. I think that's been my daily routine for the totally. past years. Totally. So I'm pretty good. The problem right now is everyone is calling us to tell me how they feel about it. So, you know, the family members which are helping us are wonderful, but everyone has to say something about it. And it's like, look, just understand it's in my belly. <laughs> it's my body. And I'm the one that can die right now mm -hmm. and lose the child. So can we just you know, know that I'm already a nerd. So I'm doing all the research I have to do. I'm doing all the precaution. My, my life right now is only about the safety of me and my baby. Like nothing else exists right now for me. I, I really don't care much about anything else. Um, and then, you know, after that, I help others. But that's the part that's been hard because I think everyone is, is, has so much stress going on and project a lot. And then they just have this one thing that they can project on me and kind mm -hmm. of be, be like, oh, I can explode on this. And it's like, please, please don't. <laughs> from, from what I understand, and I'm not a mom, but I have heard this secondhand, that doesn't really change. <laughs> like, don't people tell oh, you yeah. how to mom for the rest of your life? Oh, yeah, man. I think as soon as I said I was pregnant, like people just started to like tell me what I should do and this mm -hmm. and that. And I'm like, what, well, are you a doctor? Like, is that what you do for a living? Like, I know this was your experience and I appreciate some of the feedback, but at a point you're like, okay. <laughs> Everybody, the mommy shaming is real. Like that is a... Oh, yeah, right yeah. now, like, you know, my body is disproportionate in every way according to all the trolls out there. And uh, oh my I'm doing a bad job for anything I do. And it's like you're a guy like you, you never gave birth. So why, why do you have any opinion on this? Like humans have been having children for like thousands of years. <laughs> yes. you know? mm -hmm. And I know that there's a, definitely a safer way to do it in terms of screening and protecting the mother and screening for the baby and, and all that stuff. But at the same time, like it's, it's, uh, it's nature, right? Like it's, mm -hmm. it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. We are best to, Use it, but I think all those extra things are just niceties of of mm -hmm. of you know the comforts of our modern living, and uh, and they're they're great, but they're they're not. I don't know that they're necessities, you know. And, yeah. and I don't know if it's worth getting completely bent out of shape over. I think the priority right now is just keeping Camille well and not giving her unnecessary exposure to this virus, and doing our best to, you know, we went to a. a uh, to try to get some blood work from her at one of these uh, health clinics, like a Centura health clinic. And as we're walking in to get this elective screening thing, to look at the chromosomes of the baby and yep, yep, developing, yep. we see people walking in with face masks and this, this nurse comes out in a hazmat suit <laughs> with a face mask on. Like it was like freaking doc Brown top, popping out of the DeLorean <laughs> nuclear suit. And, and she looks at us and she's like, are, are you sick? And Camille goes, no. And she goes, Oh, well you should leave. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. We should not be here right yeah. now. Right. Good call. It's just it's just having the right perspective on things. And we're gonna find somebody down here, you yeah. know. We'll figure it out. Even if it's remotely, even if we have to send blood work in, like we'll figure it out. But yeah. I think right now everyone's number one priority should be uh you know, protecting themselves and protecting the people around them and, yeah. and, and the other people in their community as well. Yeah. And we're seeing a lot of that specifically in the CrossFit community, mainly in the fact that gyms have been closing left and right. A lot of them, you know, state mandated, government mandated, a lot of them just elective to, to keep people at home, to keep the spread as, as low as possible. And that is 
causing a lot of stress for gym owners who might not necessarily have a way to continue their business or for members who are, you know, getting uh, furloughed or fired and who can't continue to pay their membership. So you guys have a couple uh, home businesses that you've started relatively recently um, that you're also now expanding and, and using to help a lot of these gym owners in the community. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, for me, like we, I did this book, uh, I gosh, over a year ago, maybe. And I just did this book because I was thinking about like my mom and my dad and uh, anyone that, you know, are too afraid to go at a gym, like, because it's, it's scary to go in a gym for the first time, you know? Yeah. Um, So for everyone who who didn't had maybe the vulnerability to do that, I did this book called Jumpstart to Health, which is a completely at home 30 day workout. We're using like backpack and soup of can as like weight and things like that. So everything that people are doing right now, (laughs) I feel like I've been programming that for over a year ago. Yeah. Um, A year ago, it was probably like, oh, what do you mean? Put a backpack on. Now there's like, what is she doing? This is so silly. Yeah. So everyone's like, how many like 30 racks of beer can you clean and jerk? man?" People would like laugh at it and be like, that's not what you do. You're a CrossFit game athlete. I'm like, yeah, but I want like, people to be healthy, like, and this is like the best way to start. So I'm, I'm giving that book for free right now, which is the code be healthy, because I just want people to have something. And uh, now I'm creating this 30 day nutrition fitness challenge that we're going to launch April 1st. Um, we have this guy helping us with his apps is going to be on this app, we're going to have leaderboard to keep you like super accountable and on it. And, uh, we're selling it for something ridiculous. I think we're going to sell it for like $15 and you get like 30 days of working out. They're all happy to follow a macro prescription. I mean, I feel like I'm shooting myself in the foot because it's going to be so much work for me. I mean, but I don't care. Like we just want to give and we're, we're reaching out to Jim right now to try to do something with them with like trying to share profit with them so they can give that to their clients and maybe they can, you know, have a little something coming from it. And uh, yeah, it's uh, so we're working a lot, but uh, I feel like, you know, a, a lot of people get in those situation and becomes really focused on I, like I am struggling and I am this, and then they try to take from everyone else. But I think like, this is really a moment that we need to be a team Mm. and think about, yes, we're, we're all in a bad situation. Like, yes, I have a baby on its way right now and it's rough for me and our business, you know, who knows if it's going to survive and other people have people around them that, that died. Other people have are not employed anymore. Like everyone has something. So I think it's really a moment that I think if we can all do a little something to help others, this is going to really help us get through this in a much more positive way and like a lot faster. Yeah. Yeah, And and we're, we're so like ahead of the game. Uh, We've been in the online training game since 2014, you know, so we have six years experience kind of figuring out like how to deliver this to the athletes in the right way, how to, create a service that really has great value in terms of, you know, visibility and contact with a coach and instruction and all that stuff. And the reason why we got into that is because, you know, there were coaches that I wanted to work with that weren't next to me that I'm like, I want to get coached by that guy. And, and, you know, originally we started doing this with coaches where they're like sending us Google sheets and then, you know, OG. (laughs) and and then, you know, there are athletes that wanted to work for us and we've been through three or four different training platforms. And, and I think, you know, there's, there's so many things in there. Like Cam, 
Cam's got a funny story about how she started developing furrows. Like she didn't tell you this, but like oh she, yeah, after her yeah, shoulder surgery, okay. um, she was you know of course she's devastated. She wants to be a games athlete and her arms in a sling. And you know I'm like I'll I'll, I'll take you to train, but I took her to like 24 hour fitness because they had machines and mm-hmm. she could squat or do much body crying work, so. on the leg press. Great video with her hysterically. Oh, crying, I have the video. But by the way, still completing the reps. Totally. totally. Fine. Of course. Very melodramatic. It was emotional. Yeah. It had the nothing video, to do with the weight. Wait, the video is amazing because they was like do 50 and I'm like crying because it's like all the emotion and it was really hard. And I was at, I think I was at like 46 and he goes like one more. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, we said 50 and I'm so near. So I'm crying and I just yelled, no, three more. And, and, and we posted that video and people on the internet, they're like, oh my God, she's so badass. It's so dramatic. I can, yeah, so I, funny. I consider so myself funny. like a, a very empathetic person, but in the training environment, I think I kind of land on the spectrum somewhere. Because like, <laughs> I'm like, why, why are you crying? You're fine. You can keep going. Like, why don't I <laughs> like, you I'm a girl and I have emotion. Yeah. Yeah. But, so we're in 24 hour fitness and we were going there for a while. And I did the same thing after my back surgery. It's like, you know, it's a great place for rehab and yeah. it led us down a completely different road towards the creation of Thunderbro. But, um, she was looking around and she saw these people that were like one, like obese, out of, out of shape, out of weight mm-hmm. um, Two, you could just tell their aura, their essence was like, they were not comfortable. Mm-hmm. They were looking at people be like, who's looking at me. They were looking yeah. around. What should I be doing? And then we're watching this obese person trying to do like a shoulder raise terribly. And we're like, why are you even doing shoulder raises right now? Like, yeah. Yeah. Not what you should be focusing on. <laughs> eating carbs and go do some cardio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and so I think Cammy recognized that like, you know, there's probably a very large population out there, people we know and don't know that like my dad, my parents, for instance, that are like, they, they're too afraid to go into like a CrossFit gym because they're, they're maybe they're not the right to the same age. Maybe they're on the same body. Maybe they just feel so completely out of place. And they never trained before. They feel stupid and not unathletic. And we're like, there has to be a safe incubation ground for this to build some basic skills of like, here's how you move. Here's how you eat like mm-hmm. training wheels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and just like, what about people that just can't even go to the gym? Like you're, you're, yeah. a, you know, a mom and you're working a job and you're dealing with the kids and you just don't have the time for, um, you know, self-care like that in the investment of, of going out there. So she wrote this really great manual, which is like super fantastic for, for really, I mean, utility now. And how funny is this guy's like, do you remember when CrossFit was putting out like the blue jug videos? Dude, (laughs) we've been saying this for like three weeks now. Like we all bitched about the antifreeze (laughs) now. We get some fucking weights. Why are we in some 70s sitcom set? You know? Oh my God. It's so good. I love it so much because everyone laughed at it so much, including me. It's pretty because it just went for such an extreme to like cross it game athletes all the time to then like, you know, my, I mean, it, my business, they've used this parent as an example, but for me, it's more like, I know that we're going to build a family. I'm still going to own a business. And I know that like making an appointment to train, driving to the gym, driving back, I don't know how much of an option that's going to be into my life. Right. So that's kind of how it, you know, seeing those people need help and then thinking about what I wanted to have in my future. That's really how like Feroz was born and also, my body is so beat up for yeah. <laughs> 10 years of 
you know, pushing myself to the limit. I, my, my left shoulder most likely need the surgery right now. I get knee tendonitis, like so much going on. And I just don't want to beat up my body anymore. Like I want to do like simple movement that, you know, are definitely functional, but also again, I just want to look good and feel good. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So that's really how it was born, taking the best of every world. So we do like bodybuilding. I do tons of rehab work um, and then obviously high intensity because it, it burns fat well and it makes you fit. So yeah. But like going back to those videos, like everyone was laughing and I guarantee oh, yeah. you Greg Glassman's like, who's laughing now? Oh yeah. Right. He's, loving it. <laughs> He's probably loving As it. As he should. And, yeah. And, oh, totally. Have you I, seen those I, memes? That's like the, like the Scooby-Doo guy and it's like he's like pulling the mask off of like the villain who's actually behind the thing and like the best one I've seen so far is that there's there's two the one is like the Greg Glassman is under the villain and then the other one is like just the zoom logo when he pulls it off oh my god right (laughs) I was thinking about that yesterday Uh, this is a good time to be in the telecom industry right and I I think maybe you know Greg like for for all the things people might say about him he's this you know eccentric um, you know smart, controversial guy in some ways. Um, I think the battle he started fighting a few years ago was trying to make the distinction between health and mm-hmm. what Cammy's describing to you yeah. as the notoriety athletes at the CrossFit games are getting because at the highest level of any sport, mm-hmm. I don't care what sport it is, you know, it, it's not a healthy endeavor. No. <laughs> it's just no, no. professional sports are, are yeah. in and of themselves. struggle with because people, you know, They'll come to me and they'll be like, "Cross, it's healthy, this and that." And I'm like, "It depends what gym you go to and how you do it." Yeah. Because you know, I think like people have such this idea in their head that everyone should be a high level competitor. That I, I think in a way, when you always write like, like time on the board and score, there's such a bad backlash of people now really start rounding their back in the deadlift. So they get this one more rep and you know, there, there's, it has to be a distinction in gym where like, you know, quality over quantity is the key. Like it mm-hmm. has to be, you know, me- mechanically sound before we can add the intensity. But that would also mean like, the coach needing to have conversation with people oh, yeah. and slowing oh, yeah. them down and bringing some conflict and arguments and who the hell wants to do that? Oh, yeah. girl, I've done it. Oh, I've had people walk right out of my classes because I'll yeah. skip the bar for them. But I hate it, but yeah. it happens. Ain't nobody getting hurt on my watch. Yeah, there's been yeah. there's been a, like an active play at reclaiming the identity of CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it maybe starting a year ago. I mean, even with some of yeah, the changes you saw at the games. Uh, you know, I think uh, the idea of competition and stuff and, and that realm is great. But I think the, mm-hmm. the true value of this is what we're seeing right now is like the hedge against sickness. Um, and, you know, I, I could just tell like, you know, the supplements, the sponsors and all this stuff. Like That's not really yeah. what I think is, I mean, I'm not going to speak for Greg, yeah. but I know that there, you know, the, the difference you can make in somebody's life from taking them from unhealthy to well to fit has such a larger, more dramatic impact yeah. And, and such a more indelible impact than taking someone who's already pretty fit and making them super fit, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, and uh, you know, going back to the affiliates right now, like we were, we were talking how we have uh, most of our friends own gyms, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and if you're out there and you're listening and you're a member of an affiliate, um, 
you know, I, I know it's it, maybe finances are tight, maybe things are hard, but I encourage you to, to stick with your gym and stick with your community as long as you possibly can. Um, because mm-hmm. that is, um, that's really something special in the world of fitness. Yes. And I think in a lot of people's lives, it's, it's something special in their life. Um, so, you know, let's try to support each other as best we can. Uh, I know that gym owners are fighting and clawing tooth and nail to retain every member they can. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're trying to help them, um, in a number of different ways. We're hosting, you know, zoom classes for them as, as special guest coaches, just to like bring their members something special. Be like, Candy's going to be a guest coach. And yeah. Gonna... So reach out to us if you want us to do that with you guys. Oh, guys, that's so nice of you. Yeah, give you a sample of her Furrows program. You know, our, our Thunder Bros stuff, you know, this stuff is designed to be done at home or in a CrossFit gym. So yeah. even with limited equipment, like this, this was our jam before this happened. Yeah. So, you know, we're trying to give people access to that. We're offering things like, you know, allowing, uh, members to to include free membership into some of our uh, you know home online programs using our platforms and our services and stuff as part of their membership to continue their membership um, just to, to to stay in there you know to stay in the fight and um, you know I just did like I don't know if you guys know that cameo little app but I just did a cameo for a gym in uh, Connecticut and um, it was really it was the coach reaching out being like hey can you just thank my members yeah. for sticking with me these past two weeks and yeah. Uh, as gym owners, I think this is a good opportunity to um, not just to survive, but maybe to to use it as a way to build your business in a different way. Um, you know, the physical brick yeah. and mortar gym space is a great model, but in, in diversity, there's strength. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're seeing a lot of these guys that were kind of in this gym development business were, were already pushing, like, you need to have stuff for your clients online, your nutrition programs online, training programs online. It's an additional stream of revenue. It, it really is why we stepped away from the physical gym and said, why don't we do this online? Because now our gym is limitless. Yeah. And we go from, you know, up to a couple hundred athletes to a couple thousand yeah. athletes um, without increasing our operating costs much. Um, and for the gym owners that are out there, you know, I, I know it's stressful, but think about the fact that like, you know, we were saying the average CrossFit gym membership might be anywhere from a hundred to $200 a month, roughly speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, even if your members are able to sustain half of that, the average cost of, of really good, robust online training is probably at that 50 to $100 price point. So, you know, even if your members now go from paying 200 to 100 and they're getting online services mm-hmm. and private Facebook groups and some nutrition coaching and video classes and, and, you know, inputting their scores and that's your community there, um, your operating costs are going down because number one, I think a lot of these, these gyms are not paying rent. Hopefully their landlords recognize that yeah. this is, you know, a pretty unique situation that they just can't afford it. Yeah. Hopefully. Or staff, you know, obviously I think the staff doesn't, you don't have to have a full staff teaching every class now. So although your, your income might reduce by half, um, your operating costs also might reduce by half too. Uh, and when you come back now you have, you could potentially have a whole new branch of your business that you could build out to make this a gain in the end. Yeah. I just love that, like, logistically, you guys have some really, really great ideas on how to, you know, help help the community overall. <clears throat> Obviously, you've been in the game for a while, so you've set it up well for yourself. But more than anything, I mean, you you seem to be really delivering a message of like hope and optimism. And I, I think we need that right now. There's just so, so much. John and I were talking about this yeah, earlier. There's so much at the house right now. It's anything we put out there has to be positive. Well, the doom and gloom is real. Like it's a scary world. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be hypervigilant and sensitive to the fact that it's scary out there. I get it. But like, man, this is a lot (laughs) to take in. So I I do love that you guys have this overall positive vibe about everything that's going on. 
Well, I think overall, like people are going to start prioritizing health yes. and fitness and wellness now more than ever before. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the supplement shop is sold out of echinacea right now. You know, like yeah. people are like, really and ginger train. supplement and, and yeah, so much turmeric everywhere. Yep. You know, this, this is maybe this is mother nature saying like, we cannot continue yeah, the way we've been so. going. Yeah. Like this is, this is a natural check on our population because shit's out of control. Maybe humans aren't meant to live like this. Maybe we're not meant to be crammed up, staring yeah. at screens all day, eating crap and doing this stuff. And <laughs> and wrecking the earth. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe it's we shouldn't be super stressed out about like, constantly buying and consuming and, and earning, right? Um, so this is a great time like to to explore those things and really like it's it's a pause for everybody. Yes. Everybody's paused. And um and you can pause and you know, reel in your own emotions and bitch and moan, or you can take it as an opportunity to adjust and adapt because adapting is survival. That's really what it is. Um, so I think there's a lot of potentially good things that can come out of this, um, you know, moving forward into into the future. I think we're already seeing a lot of the really good stuff. I mean, like I've seen the the internet's going crazy with people, you know, like these zoom workouts are getting me really excited as an example. Like that's so much fun for me to see, you know, gym members, you know, across the country. And I'm getting messages from people in Italy and Germany and, you know, God knows where, and they're putting their dogs on their backs to do back squats because they don't have any equipment, but they want to get their fitness in, you know? And I think what you guys are describing here, what you're wanting to deliver really solves that for a lot of people. I'm I'm getting kind of excited listening to you guys talk because like I, I give you a personal testimony. Like my mom, I got some bad health news last year and was diagnosed with type two diabetes, which is how my dad got into CrossFit. And Mm. she came to me and said, you know, I'm going to be in these meds for the rest of my life. I'm like, the hell you are. We're going to get you off the meds and get you fit. And, but she said to me, I won't join a gym. I'm too scared to work out in front of other people. And I think that's what you guys are delivering on is, is helping people like her that can, you know, get them into that better place of fitness. So when we come up against an event like this, all of a sudden it's not as scary, you know? Yeah. I think like, sadly, there's so much like clickiness in a lot of way of training. Like, I mean, as an example, like if I dare, you know, girl from CrossFit dare to do powerlifting, then it's like, Oh my God, what is she doing? Like, or like my husband went from doing CrossFit, you know, and now he's doing bodybuilding show. And it's like both community, kind of at first hated him a little for doing that because people really want you to belong in a like specific category. And then if you're not in that category, you're somehow like being judged from it. And what me and Dave really try to do is that there's good from every single category and it has to be all inclusive. Like fitness is for everyone. And no, there's not one way that is better than the other one. And if you're too stubborn to stay in your little circle of what you think makes you special as a trainer, you're really limiting yourself and potential and you're limiting the service you're giving to your athletes. And that's something me and Dave talk about all the time. Like when I was doing CrossFit, I'm pretty sure I was one of the first athletes to just go to specialized coach in every other realm. I got like Chris Hinshaw who specialized in endurance. I got Sean Lynn who specialized in gymnastic. I didn't go to a CrossFit coach to learn my gymnastic. I went to a gymnastic coach because right. he's the best at that. And then for me, it made me just 
keep learning more and keep expanding like my knowledge and really open my mind to new way of training. Like I love doing yoga. I meditate. I do all that stuff. And I still like lift a barbell and, you know, yell when I do power lifting. Like you don't <laughs> have to be one thing. And it has to be all inclusive for people. Like it's not because you have tattoo that you can only do like, you know, the extreme stuff. Like you can do like the yoga and it's not because, you know, you're a mom that you can go lift a barbell and be a complete badass. And I just think bringing this like positive energy and attitude of being all inclusive for everyone, doesn't matter what you look like, your age, like your background, we're here to just be fitter and healthier and be a better person. Yeah. I just hope people could be a little bit more like that. <laughs> I love that because I hate like that shit that I friggin hate the, the clickiness and the exclusivity. Like that's probably my biggest pet peeve in life in the gym and outside of the gym. Yeah. It's like, like everywhere. Oh, it's the worst. It like dry, my skin is crawling. And realistically, like now would be a great time to try something new and not yep. feel restricted. And like shit for years, I was like a Les Mills, like, like fitness, like dance fitness instructor. And guess what? That shit is fucking hard. Okay. It is what you make of it. And it can be really hard. And I have the bras that says less male. Yeah, of course. Like I did Zumba, taught Zumba forever. And while I was crossfitting, good luck. It's hard, man. It's as hard as you want to make it like anything else. Well, that's why, that's why I love the fact you guys are together. Cause Nikki and I were talking about Thunder Bro before you guys came on and she's like, what is it? And I'm like, it's like science. It's totally like science. It is like well, I'm like, what is it? Because it it's like it's so fun and it's so broy, but it's also so not, but it's also so real. Like it is. Let me just so much realness that we get, get into all that. Let me just something more <laughs> general, which you guys are kind of getting at, which is like I I think it all starts with with no matter what realm you're in, like the people with a growth mindset that want to know like how do I get better? I'm open to new ideas. Yeah. Like, they um they they don't set up those fences you know they're not playing a zero sum game where uh, you know uh, less for you is more for me yeah. or I'm going to raise my value by diminishing your value but they're actively seeking feedback and actively trying mm -hmm. to learn because they understand that in the end if they evolve and take the best of all these things then they're actually stronger and and unfortunately we're limited by the people around us and the ideas around mm -hmm. us which means you have to get outside of those ideas and outside of those people yeah which is where thunderbro came from you know like that's, that's honestly where it came from and and um you know I, I i know sometimes like we were protective of our methods and our ideas and, and that's why like cammy was saying like if you're the olympic lifting community is like well just Olympic lifting and CrossFit's just going to do this and CrossFit uh, the, uh, vice versa and whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Thunderbro, Thunderbro came from a very common story. You know, a guy like me who, who really liked CrossFit, who was trying to compete for a while and just kept beating himself up and ending up on a surgery table and feeling beat up and, you know, just down on himself because he wasn't at the leaderboard where he wanted to be. And, and, after surgery, I, I just ended up wondering, like, why am I doing this? Like, why? I don't even really want this. Why do I feel so much pressure to, to try to compete in this? Like, when I started training, it's because I, I wanted to look good and have imposing physicality. You remember, like, when I was 15, mm -hmm. like, the first thing I did was go to the, the dumbbell rack and start doing curls because I wanted to get chicks, right? And right. <laughs> Um, and oh, while excuse I, me, you, you is, that, wait, is, that how, is that how it works? Is that, that's how it works? <laughs> exactly. Wait. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, 
the idea of the physical virtuoso, like, you know, well, it's, it's neither one or the other, right? Like, um, you know, like bodybuilders at the upper echelon are, are a lot of them are display models only. And, and CrossFitters are amazing at what they do with their bodies, but a lot of their physicalities are just non-remarkable comparable to the bodybuilding community. So like, I think I would just really believe that like there's a middle ground there and it brought me back to like old, old school training where like the best looking, most muscular guys were the strongest and the fittest and the most athletic Let's, let's pursue that and figure out a way to do it where it's not about how fast you could lift the weight or how heavy the, the bar was only, but it was about maybe a little bit more about what kind of training effect are you getting this? What kind of biological adaptations you can get at this? And really it, it was bridging the gap between performance and aesthetics. Um, and so like Cammie said, I immersed myself in bodybuilding culture. I felt like I knew the CrossFit functional fitness space really, really well. I understood the scope of fitness, but I wanted to know how do you grow muscle? How do you lean down? What does the diet look like? What does the training look like? And, and where's the middle ground where potentially those things overlap with CrossFit for the athlete who wants to, you know, have that, those aesthetics, but also have that athletic ability too. And did it feel like, did it feel like talking to your cousin? Cause it's like, it's like similar, but not like, it's not your brother, but like you're sort of related it felt uncharted and yeah. it felt uncharted because I was getting pushback from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like when really? I started going, I went to the, I'm lucky to live in a place where we have a gym called Armbrust Pro Gym, which is where the seven time Mr. Olympia Phil Heath trains. And they've got like 40 years of professional bodybuilding experience. And I went there and I said, Hey, I'm a CrossFitter and I want to learn about bodybuilding. I'm like, huh, okay, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and I found a great coach who's now my best friend in the world. Who's, yeah. He's taught me so much, you know, his name's Alan Watkins. He's got 65 IFBB pros and he was interested to learn about CrossFit. And I was interested to learn about mm. bodybuilding and he helped coach me through my, my first, second, third, fourth show. And, um, you know, I was, I was learning methods. I was learning methods about different ways to drive muscle growth, different ways to trick the body, how to adapt for, for the aesthetics and then just adapting it to what CrossFitters have functional movements with limited equipment of a barbell and a set of dumbbells. And we created a variety of programs that all kind of target that in a number of different ways. Everything from like doing your CrossFit program to adding in some hypertrophy to doing a full in-depth complex bodybuilding hypertrophy program with a little CrossFit attached to it. Um, you know, we just package it in, in so many different ways based on your logistics, based on your goals, based on how fast you want to get those goals. And, and from there, like a lot of other channels and branches built out, like our nutrition coaching platform and some of our challenges, we have like a, a thunder bro thunder cuts challenge where this was amazing to me. Like our thunder cuts challenge is a nine week challenge that has a comprehensive, uh, nutrition plan with a training program on top of it. And we have a private Facebook group where people essentially do check-in photos every week and we coach them on, you know, how many more macros they should bump up or bring mm-hmm. down or how should they tweak percentages and, um, and just kind of give them a little personal touch. And in those nine weeks, we had people losing 30 pounds in nine Whoa. weeks. I was like, yeah. this is amazing. Like, I can't believe how well these people are adjusting to it because I'm of the mindset, well, if you, if you tell me to do it, I'll do it. But that's not always the case with people, right. you know? So now we're, we're rolling out these regular challenges like our 30-day shred program. And it, it's fun because it's limited equipment. It's it's very familiar movements, but we use these very advanced bodybuilding methods to get athletes anabolic and to maybe fill the gaps that CrossFit is potentially missing uh, in terms of just chasing physical performance. And our tagline is, is yeah, Thunderbro, it's, it's where bro science meets real science. So yeah. we learn the method, we understand the science behind it, and uh, we, we teach people about these methods, and then yeah. we try to apply it to general overall fitness. And 
you know, it's, it's fun to me to see a lot of CrossFitters um, that are in our programs now getting ready to do their first yes. bodybuilding show. Hmm. It's really, you can see that gap starting to bridge and vice versa. Like we have a lot of people from that bodybuilding realm that are now like getting exposed to these hmm. functional movements and starting to do things that are a little bit CrossFit-esque because no matter where they tell you it or not, they're intrigued by CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're, they're, we have IFBB pro friends that are like, I want to know about CrossFit, but don't tell anybody. You know, so, <laughs> I, I they all come train with me. We do like a Sunday girl stuff at the Armbrust, which is the bodybuilding gym. And uh, my group of girls just keep expanding and I'm show them how to sumo deadlift yep. and you know, all that stuff. And, and yeah, they, they love it. And then we'll do a workout and like, why would I ever do 20 minutes of Stairmaster again? Like, <laughs> I'm damn right. I'm like, yeah. And as much as Dave does that for guys, I think that's what Feroz is, but for girls. Yeah. It's because girls like to do cardio and we like to feel fit. And I don't think girls' goal is just to grow muscle. I think like our program are like pretty much the complete opposite where like, but very similar where I focus more on like, feel good like in the like cardio and like just feeling energized and then we do like uh, bodybuilding and rehab for finisher and Dave the bulk of his program is the bodybuilding finisher part and then he'll do accessory cardio to like help Mm -hmm. with composition so yeah I think like unfortunately and I don't know if you guys recognize this or experienced it but we tend to get like peer pressured into other people's goals and other people's mm-hmm. methods. Mm-hmm. And I definitely felt that, you know, in that CrossFit space and somebody would see me doing like bicep curls and they would be like, why did you do bicep curls? Yeah. There's no reason to ever do bicep curls. I'm like, well, there's, there's a context there, right? Like there's a, there's a place for it. I mean, you're never going to cure metabolic disease with bicep curls, let's be honest, but there is a place with it. And what I really love about our program, uh, just my personal experience is it made me feel successful again. Yeah. It made yeah. me feel like I could win in the gym and I, I could see that based on the way I was wearing my work on, our, on my body, based mm-hmm. on how I've progressed through competitive bodybuilding and still been able to do CrossFit. And I think a lot of our athletes feel the relief of that pressure where it's like, why should I feel bad about myself that I can't squat snatch 300 pounds? Like that's yes. not even really my goal. I just yeah. want to look like a badass and be able to do stuff and not be hurt. You yes. know? Yeah. I do think that sometimes uh, we do this in CrossFit, but I think it can be said for any fitness program. We do yeah. lose sight of our individualized goals and it takes really good <clears throat> gym owners and really good coaches and really good, you know, um, head, head coaches, head programmers, head nutrition folks, like to be, to, to make people feel comfortable enough to say like, Hey, I, I don't want to, uh, squat yeah. this much. I want to squat this yeah. much because this is in line with my goal. And that, that, also goes up against people who are like, I don't want to squat this much because I don't want to be bulky. And like, that's also wrong. So we need to like educate, but also foster people's individual goals in a way that, like you said, yeah. makes them, sets them up for success because otherwise you're going to lose them. You're going to lose member retention. You're going to lose, you know, the folks who are yeah, just I trying to get one stuff the, done. You know, one of the biggest problems that everyone ended up having at a point, and me and Dave, that's something that we've... <sighs> I guess talk more and more about in the past five years when I pretty much my whole CrossFit career, I was also studying chemical engineering. Mm-hmm. It was very good for me to always have this complete opposite community. You know, you go from like meathead just trying to be fit to like <laughs> the, the nerdiest nerd on the other side. And, you know, both world 
just didn't knew anything about each other. So I would be at school and like literally I remember my teammate would be like, you're so disrespectful. Like you always have like chalk on your hand or this and that. Cause I would always be either training or studying. Like there was no uh, in between, but it was good for me to have different perspectives. So I had the perspective from my colleague student. And then I had perspective from people in CrossFit. And I think where it gets very, very dangerous for people is when they only surround themselves with one person. Well, one, so, one type of one person, type of one, person. You know, a singular so, set of ideas that yeah. don't really challenge each other. So if you only do CrossFit and are only surrounded by, you know, CrossFit people, how are you nourishing your brain to new idea and different perspective? And I think that's, and I'm using CrossFit because that's where we come from, obviously. But like that goes in everything, like powerlifting, doing Les Mill, doing Weight Watchers, like doing anything uh, fitness related. How do you grow your your mindset and you expand your knowledge if all the people around you are telling you that this is the only way and by doing a heavy squat in your class, by not going to failure, you're failing that community you're with. And that's the peer pressure that starts to build up. And I think that can be very poisonous. And it has to be different perspective coming into your life. You don't have to win measure everything you eat if you don't want to. Right. You don't have to. It's not because you're part of that community that you have to do that. Like, yes, you should learn about food quality because that everyone should do. But you don't have to be extreme in everything. Like you have to find this good balance that works for you. And it looks different for everyone. And I really believe that that's how people can be the best them. And not have a new shame and guilt type of relationship with whatever they're doing. Yeah, Cammy, yeah. like, you know, being at her school, it really kind of, in some ways, for lack of a better word, like, kept her in her place. You know, she won the games <laughs> in 2014 on a Sunday, and she flew back home on a Tuesday to go to her finals, and nobody cared. Like, she's like, I won the games. What's that? <laughs> yeah, <when>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I took you know? your red eye to go do my finals. And yeah. funny enough, the worst nightmare of every student happened to me. I had this class on Tuesday was morning and on Thursday was at night. And somehow I thought we were Thursday. So I thought my test was at night, but it was in the morning. No way. And I literally walk in my class that was doing my test. I was like, I'll go study in the morning. So I walked in my class that was doing the test. Cause it was a computer room and I just go, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. You guys are doing a test. And I walked back and all the students were like, what is Cam doing? And my teacher was running after me <laughs> to try to find me. And then I started to study and I like, I just, I just remember I got all red and I was like, Oh no, the test. that's my class. Yeah. So I like showed up to my test like 40 minutes late and it was a two hour test. I'm like, mentally so messed up from the CrossFit game. I'm an idiot at that point. I'm oh my God. Thermodynamic. Yeah. <laughs> well, did she let you take the test? Yeah. It was like, well, you have an hour 20 left. Good luck. Oh shit. And yeah. luckily, so this is what you do when you try to be a professional athlete and a student. I'm, this would be my trick to everyone at home. Get really, really good grade at the beginning of the semester. Got it. <laughs> like get all your point at the beginning because, you know, who knows what's going to happen at the end. So luckily, I think I needed like 2% to pass that. Class. Oh, okay, perfect. Um, like writing my name, I would most likely have 
pass it, but like, thanks God I did that and not like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, it's good. It's good to put yourself in those situations. When we started, you know, exploring and, and studying bodybuilding from the people who were, you know, pros, it's like, oh well, we're pretty well known in CrossFit and we're pretty good at what we do. But in that gym, it's kind of like, well, you ain't shit here. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and and it was great because, um, you know, it, it, we we made the best friends by people getting outside the community. Yeah. We made best friends like they don't, they don't care. They don't care what yeah. you. This and that. They're just regular people who love to bodybuild. Love it. They don't obsess over it so much that they, they're, you know, we get to talk about stuff other than training sometimes. Oh. It's really lovely. Yes, <laughs> okay. It's nice. Yeah. Pretty much all of her best friends are, well, I do have a lot of good girl friends, and most of them are all games athletes because we can relate to with so many things. But like mm-hmm. outside that, like all our best friends literally don't know anything about CrossFit. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, I think we talk about that enough every day that it's it's nice to have a break and just be two, you know, married people and and having fun. These guys want to go out and drink and party. I'm like, you never do that. Let's do that. Let's do it. Come on. Oh, you guys don't do that? Oh, welcome to the world of the average athlete. Yeah. (laughs) We do that. Join us. We don't drink though. Yeah, we don't drink alcohol, but it's it's just fun to party, you know. And and we don't need we don't need anything to be fun. So yeah, I vibrate on a pretty high level so I can relate. Yep. Yeah. And you know, for anyone out there, like I would encourage you to like go and explore this stuff, you know, like one of, one of my favorite things about now having a better understanding of, of like hypertrophy training and, and, and building the body is that like it expands your scope of intensity, you know? And, and I think, you know, from where I was in CrossFit, I, I, I really believe there was like, there was one way to get intensity and results, go faster, go heavier, mm-hmm. which is one way to do it, but it's also a way to get hurt. And, and it's, it's only one method that can often lead to plateaus. And the great thing about hypertrophy is like, it doesn't really matter about the weight on the bar. Yeah. It's just about getting your muscles to a specific state or creating mm-hmm. a stimulus that they're unfamiliar with to allow them to adapt. And no one cares if it's not the full range of motion or if yes. it's a lightweight, like there's no fucking pressure there. But I think people don't explore those things as much. They don't explore things like like tempos and yes. eccentrics and isometrics and different types of variability and um, yeah. you know all these different things that you can use beyond just like putting more weight on the bar that are extremely effective for muscle growth. Um, and and it's also nice to feel like even if you didn't lift the most weight, like it doesn't matter. You're mm-hmm. you're just there to get the training effect. Yeah. And that's exactly the kind of thing that a lot of people need right now when we're stuck at home when we can't get to the gym, when we have limited, you know, workout supplies and we're all just, let's be honest. We're all just trying to look good naked. I think like when you, you know, when you definitely like keep yourself in those senses, you, you, you forget how much we do have around us. And I've been doing those live workouts every morning at 10 AM and I'm like, Today, you know, our weight is going to be the laundry detergent. Yeah. And, you know, tomorrow we're using water and we're using, I'm just trying to find things in my, you know, in our house right now to show people that like, you don't need a gym to go train. And it also, you can do a lot more than just running in burpees if you're at home. Like, yeah. you know, when you go to the grocery store, you're doing far more scary. And like, so grab literally two plastic bags and fill it up with soup can and, you know, get, get going. There's just so much you can do. And when you keep your mind open, it's a lot more easy to be creative and just find solution. And uh, I think 
I think for me and Dave, that's really what we love the most, like meeting new people that we love being beginners. Like we mm-hmm. love finding like in with Dave doing bodybuilding, like he started doing it. The next thing you know, I would go with him to all his session because I wanted to learn. Yeah. I would just sit next to him, say nothing. And I'm just uh, this little sponge. And I'm like, talk more about the nutrition. Okay. So you're rotating, you know, with your calorie deficit and like, okay, why would you do that? Okay. So this way, like you're adapting and then you're still in a deficit. Like I just, we both love being beginners, finding people that know more than us. And we're like two sponge and we're like driving back home. And we're like, oh my God, this was amazing. Now we <laughs> go research to make sure whatever they said was true. <laughs> back <laughs> and, up with science now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's very exciting to learn about things. And then I'll, you know, I'll try it when my nutrition clients, I'm like, all right, we're, I can, like, I can now about tell when my clients are about to hit plateau. I'm like, all right, we're about to hit the plateau. So I learned this thing. All right, let's try this with you. Like they're kind of my guinea pigs sometimes, but it's just fun to keep like evolving and learning and hopefully giving a better product back because the goal is just to help. But it's, I, I love learning. I really do. Yeah. I think it, it, it really expands your skill set. And, and it, if you're a coach out there, um, it's invaluable, right? Because yeah. the more of these tools you have in your toolkit, the better you're able to address people, the more you can individually figure out a way to make them successful. Even with like some of our, our uh, you know, weight loss challenges like Thundercuts or 30 Day Shred. A year or two years ago, I may have attacked this completely differently. I mm-hmm. might have put these athletes on a paleo diet yeah. with the... Mm-hmm zone prescription and, mm-hmm. and they might have lost a couple pounds but uh just now getting exposure to be like you know preparing for a show this is what it takes to yeah. cut now the effects are so much more dramatic because you know you you you've seen it at its at its most extreme right so you like you're like okay i understand what the pros are doing how do i adapt this to somebody who doesn't have ambitions to be a pro and be three percent body fat but wants to lose you know, is a good amount of weight in eight to 12 weeks. Yeah. And, uh, and, and now I'm like, it, it's, it's amazing to me how that information is, is not widely known in a field where a majority of clients are weight loss clients. Yes. Dave, it, is it all just chicken and broccoli all the time? Well, all so like, time. It, 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 <laughs> it's it, be honest. The adjustment yeah. I think CrossFitters make, uh, well, are, are not making with their diets is uh, gen- in general, there's a fear of carbohydrates, right? Yep. So they, they really undercarb um, and they overcaffeinate. <laughs> what? That, that what are you talking about? <laughs> they overtrain greatly. You know, we talk about the different types of responses and receptors in the body and the difference between anabolic signals that are muscle growing signals and catabolic yeah. signals that are, you know, mobilizing signals. So generally a lot of them are, are probably overworked, overtrained and low on calories and, and especially high on fat. Yes. which, you know, it, it kind of puts you in this state where it depends what your goal is, right? But, but you know, when you're high on fat, that's going to slow your digestion down. And if you're trying to metabolize fat and you're yeah. trying to speed up your metabolism, you want a digestive tract that is working with, you know, frequent yes. meals throughout the day and low fat meals that are going to rev up the engine, you know, protein intake, like the protein intake on the bodybuilding diet, especially through a cut is, is through the roof. Mm-hmm. Now, understand like this is not sustainable like you know it's it's for right. a period, it's for a period it's of time effective and there are all these additional things that you can do to to do it in, in a safe way like your your water intake you know like we're I was like, wow I'm way low on water intake yeah. this guy wants to be drinking a gallon to two gallons of yeah. water a day um Damn. 
your your uh, your kidney and your liver function. Like this is so important for for processing protein and, and keeping your numbers high. A lot of CrossFitters, when they get tested, you get blood work done at like let's say. Um, What's the test that we just did inside tracker? Almost all of them end up with these like high CK levels, um, which, which yes. is telling you, all right, there's, there's, you know, you, you train a lot. There's a lot of, um, you know, uh, creatinine in the, in the blood. And, um, and, and that puts a lot of stress on the kidneys. So drinking, drinking the water, taking kidney support supplements becomes very important. And this is widely unfamiliar. Yes. Um, because I think people just don't understand. And then they're wondering, why am I plateauing? Why is my sleep bad? Why are my tired. numbers not I'm progressing? Always, yeah. um, so, you know, it, it, it just, my point is it just adds to your skill set. Yes. I think like, a, you know, Dave is saying like okay. all the things that he knows, but I think something that we, we both found extremely valuable in, in all of that and super important for us as like coaches and trying to be, I don't know if we are fitness experts or not. Like, I don't know if you can, I don't like, I don't like that at all. Yeah. I mean, oh, just trying to like give like, cause people say that about themselves, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, I think you are, you are experienced in the world. Are, but uh, I think we're presenters of information Yes, yeah. and, and we Let's take it all like with, a, with a grain of salt. I don't think there yeah. really are any experts out there. They're just people that accumulate yes. information. And the experience you get from that information is actual knowledge. Yes. But- and that's like my, that's my next point is I think something that's always been very important to me and Dave is that you can have like, you know, all the research and read all the book, but that's really just one part of the equation. But what matters as much, if not more, is applying and seeing results. So something that we've always done um, as we learn with people is we we like immerse ourselves not just in a way that we're trying to learn but we immerse ourselves with we're doing it a hundred percent so i know we've both done like a bunch of different type of diets because we have to learn how it's going to make us feel how it's going to affect our body how it's going to really change things in us so now we just don't have the knowledge but you also applied it and then you can really like pair those two sides um, of the spectrum, which I think it's very, very important. You can't have someone who don't have the knowledge and just, you know, throw it out there. You can't have the opposite, like never applied it and just have, you know, the book. And I, I think that stuff is, is, is very important, right? Yeah, it totally is. And that's why I went all in in the bodybuilding because, you know, and for me, I didn't go all in because my hormones were already messed up and totally yeah. and trying to get pregnant because he wanted me to do a show with him. And I was like, we already don't know if I'll be able to get pregnant just because how bad I was from competing for 10 years. So let's not make it worse by yeah, that's a good point. from food to uh, yeah. get super and skinny. Without getting too emotional, you know, after 10 years of competing, I think this was in 2018, 2019, it was either her last year or second to last year. Cam got home. We, we always like, we love it, talking to doctors, mm-hmm. especially doctors that are human and health performance doctors, people that you know, kind of bridge that gap between Eastern and Western medicine, uh, doctors that are at the cutting edge of technology with things mm-hmm. like peptide therapies and, and supplements. And there are lots of great doctors like these where we live. And, and one of them, um, that we had been working with is, um, this doc- Dr. Yurks from the Boulder Longevity Institute. Awesome. I met her after my back surgery and she's like, what are you doing to heal from your back surgery? And I'm like, um, lying down. And she's like, Oh, you should try these peptide therapies. They'll help the collagen heal the right way and all this stuff. 
And I was like, wow, this, this stuff is amazing. This is the future. And, mm-hmm. you know, my research, like, wow, they're treating cancer with these peptide therapies. They're, they, you know, it's, it's really the, the, the secretagogues and the way that they're able to manipulate receptors is, is very impressive. And not too many people know about that because it's fringe stuff, but that's neither here nor there. We go to her regularly. We get blood work regularly and really look at things that most people don't look at because it's preventative medicine and it's not about not being sick. It's about optimizing health and performance. Right. So it, it, you know, we're looking for things that are subclinical issues, not being out of range, but, you know, being able to get that to the ideal range with all your blood work and amino acids, you know, saturations, vitamins and minerals, all that stuff. So we come back after the games and that was 2018. she gets, Cam, Cam gets her blood work done. Wait, I got, I got my blood work done because, so Dave has been doing that for a long time before me because we kind of knew something was wrong with him and he's not, you know, he can do whatever he wants. I'm, I'm competing, so I cannot do whatever I want. I just get the vitamins and vitamin B. Oh, right, right, right. You can't take a ton of supplements. Yeah, but no what, yeah. not allowed and whatever. Yep competitiveness you're right. doing um uh so after the 2018 crossfit game i i started to lose my memory a lot whoa i would um you know sit down on the couch and 45 minutes would go by and i didn't knew like i wouldn't even know or i we would go to the grocery and i would get home without the grocery and i would just have like laps of time that would go by and um, and I would cry and I would, you know, they would be, where is this? I would cry. I'd be like, don't make me feel bad about this. Like, I don't know what's going on. And that got really, really scary for me. So that's when, um, 2018, I went to do blood work and, uh, it came back, um, as I was, uh, 70. Well, they, they sent it back and they said, Hey, I think you got this wrong. The lab sent it back. She goes, this isn't the blood work of a, of a 29 year old. This is the blood work of a postmenopausal woman. No way. And yeah. so they write it back. Like, well, why? Like, what's, it's all, it's all fucked up. It doesn't make any sense. And so the doctor looked at it and she was very honest with Cammy. And she's like, you better stop right now. Cause I don't know if you're going to be able to get pregnant. Shit. And at that point, I think that was the straw for Camille where yeah. she was like, I'm done with this competitive stuff. Yeah. So if like, you look at what was causing this weird memory loss. So I, I, I was just everything. It's, you know, people say they are killing themselves for something. I was killing myself. Yeah. Just literally killing myself because my my will is so high. I have such a discipline of work and all just like shut down. You know, 10 years of working on your mindset also gives you a, a, a lot of tools to push through a lot of pain. <laughs> yeah, the, the body, the body remembers. And it's kind of those, those things we mentioned, You're like, okay, uh, under fueled, uh, under carbed, over caffeinated, overtrained, and do that for 10 years. Pressure and stress um, and lack know. of sleep and lack of, you know, it's, it's a lot to wake up every day and give a hundred percent. And, uh, so yeah, we got those, those blood tests back. And, um, and this, this is just cardiometabolic hormone panel stuff. Like this is not, not even the, the type of, um, you know, orthopedic joint deterioration we were seeing with like the degenerative things accelerating and now the cognitive things happening where there's a loss of mental acuity and a short term memory loss and just like the overstress. Her dopamine was zero. <laughs> you know, yeah. she had no dopamine. Yeah. So, you know, the first thing the doctor told her was like, you better ease up off the gas 
Yeah. Break right now. Mm-hmm. So you tried to give her some stuff. I mean, we live in Colorado. So, you know, she gave her like a marijuana prescription to try to like be dopamine. That is the day bit. I started to uh, yep. do THC and yep. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too, like, you know, I think, I think that's again, like expanding your view of this stuff. Some of these things have stigmas, you know. It like, was great. Like, it shut down my brain at night and I started to be able to sleep and, sleep. Yeah. you know, I got better recovery. But I mean, the big thing that happened from all of that is, is, you know, if you look at my, my open work at my open last year, I didn't do the last workout because I, I decided I wasn't going to the game and I didn't want it to do. And the last workout was really good for me. I'm pretty sure I could have maybe win it worldwide because that's my jam. And, uh, I, I think I did one truster at the gym was like truster and pull up. And I look at Dave and I go, Nope, I'm done. I'm all set. <laughs> and everyone was there like waiting to cheer me on. like, Oh, just, and, and I'm like, nope, I'm done. I'm done. I, I want a family. This is my, my biggest number one priority. It, you know, c- competing is nice, but having a family is the most important thing. I've always wanted to be a mom. And, um, so then the rest of the year, like I, I like barely train. And then Alec was like, want to be on the team? Like, eh, I don't know. Mm. I'm not competing. For two weeks. So she competed the games for 10 years. She got on the podium once in those 10 years. She then trained for two weeks and got on the podium that year, right? So you're like, okay. What was I doing for all the other I'm looking years? At the, <laughs> the, the risk reward, the cost benefit there. And I'm like, why don't you just, just do that if you just want? Just do that. Yes. Yeah. It is. I know that a lot of people in her situation, like her, her, her counterparts, like there's a pressure to stay relevant and there are other ways to do it. Yeah. And, you know, so like, I think that's those, we start taking those proactive steps to be like, all right, with like the competition thing, it's like, it's a short play. It's a short right. game play, mm-hmm. and it's a grab at attention right now. Why don't we figure out a way to leverage what, what she's built to have something enduring and intrinsically valuable to people when the competition is, is done. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I think and that, the competition is also very, I like, it's just singular. Yeah. And I think like once I turned 25 in my life, I was like, I, I want to help people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I've just always wanted to help people. I want to have a family. I love being around a lot of people. Like I cry when my, my clients get good results. I'm like, this feels better than winning the game. Like yeah. my clients are like, my life has changed. Like I regain, you know, a charge of what I do. I have That's confidence. Cool. I'm like bawling because I'm like, this is what I want for people. I just want people to love themselves, be comfortable in their skin, be kinder to each other. Yeah. And uh, I think from like really 25 to 30, that that like void in my heart just like kept growing as I would keep competing because it was like the more I'm competing and evolving myself as a person. The, the more I'm like craving things not being about me and just being able to take, you know, uh, a seat in the back and help people like try to achieve, you know, their full potential through hopefully like the experience I got just, you know, share what we have with everyone else. And, and I'm so much more fulfilled now, even though like there's an, you know, no one comes to my house and tap me in the back. You know, it's like, I just grind all day and I cry and I just try to do my best with what I have. And then once in a while, I get someone that is like, you know, five months later, you don't hear anything. Five months like, 
I've been doing your stuff for five months and I lost 40 pounds and I look amazing. And you're like, could you not tell me every day that this was working? <laughs> like you like don't get the feedback until, you know, so long or like, you know, I'm doing those, those live workouts every day and no one's giving me the feedback if it's good. <laughs> you're just killing yourself. And then the one day that you don't do it, like people are like, what the heck? Where were you? And you're like, well, I didn't. You were watching? <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's so funny. It's, you know, it's funny to think about, like we've had um, you guys scheduled to come on the podcast for a little bit now, because obviously we wanted to talk to you about what you have going on in your own businesses and about, you know, your experience. It was even before we found out that you were having a baby. So we've, we've had you on the books. It now just feels like such a relevant time to be talking about <laughs> yeah, before we'll be the world went to shit. Basically. Right now, you know, like this is a good time for podcasts. And oh, I think yeah. it's, all the things we're talking about, like they really do have a common theme for us. Like we, we try to look at things um, based on like really what they are, not how we feel about them, you know, and, and that goes everything from training um, to what we were talking about with supplements, you know, even the example, like the marijuana, like, you know, we, we look at it based on like, well, well, what is it really, what is it doing versus the stigma we've been taught to believe about mm-hmm. it? Because, you know, if the goal is health and longevity, there are lots of things out there that people are denying themselves because of how they've been taught to to think or feel about it, not based on what they really are. So I would encourage people to go out and explore that stuff. Try it yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like get outside of your ecosphere and, and, and look on the other side of the fence and listen without an opinion. Um, Cause, cause there's a lot of stuff out there. And, um, you know, one of the things I just wanted to mention here, cause I know we're talking about all the people training at home is, you know, for those people that are are at home, there are so many things that you can do right now to um, to to optimize your situation and and to turn what can be a challenge into hopefully like a benefit. And and one of the things that I've been hearing and practicing as much as we can is building some psychological capital of of good things, not just the bad news, but some of the good things you can take out of it. You know, and and you can do that so many different ways. You know, obviously like getting on podcasts, being surrounding yourself with, with some positivity, um, journaling, gratitude, like yeah. invest yourself in your health, go take your walks, just forget this shit for a little bit. And for all the negativity that you hear and are immersing yourself and make sure there's a counterbalance of positivity as well. Yeah. I love that. That's you can a, that's a the news for a couple hours and yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, push up challenge. Yep. <laughs> totally. Well, it's, it's so needed. I mean, there's so much negative news. I, I would like to say, uh, based on you telling everyone to explore and try things I have two teenage daughters, if you girls are listening to this, you can't go try weed. And if you actually studied objectively, you would know that the human brain doesn't fully develop until 26 because doctors won't recommend you start exploring with marijuana until after yes. 26. So, you know, that's again, it's mm-hmm. not because I want to do it. It's not because I've been told not yes. to do it. It's because it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, trust yeah. me, you meet my daughters, you'll know that their brains are not fully formed. <laughs> you'll absolutely know it. I'm not sure I'll listen to this, right? But yeah. that's light. Yep. Yeah, I think, you know, with, with all that stuff that you hear, um, make your own freaking research. Yeah. Like, and that, I mean, part of why I think I started doing my, my own nutrition stuff is like, no one knows about the basic and everyone is trying to major in like the, the micro component of like dieting and just, you have to know the basic. And it's so, I think, 
our world is so filled with information and it's so hard to get through that spider web to find like the big bulk of the thing that doesn't change. And instead of, you know, trying to do that, which I understand because information is really hard to find, but I think people like see this one thing that sounds promising, don't do their research and just believe the article they're reading. And we like really build like things that can hurt people this way. Yeah. Like same thing, you know, me and Dave, I don't take any THC right now for obvious reason, but for us, it really helped us, but it's not because it helped me that you can just like take that information, go home and decide that because Camille said that it helped her, it's going to be good for you because maybe you want to read all that information behind and really know about it. And then you can have a clear idea on how this could help you. And guess what? Maybe in two weeks, another research come out and well, it wasn't that good after all. Yeah. So there's, you have there's so to much like stuff out follow. there. Even just using that as an example, like, you know, let's, you can, you can easily overdo it with that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Have adverse effects, you know, like the, the wrong, I mean, you need to monitor your blood work. Too much THC can, can lower your testosterone mm-hmm. and raise your estrogen. Like you, you just need to know the information um, and, and have the, the, the objectivity of it. And like, gosh, I, even right now, like, I don't know how much you guys have heard about like, all these people majoring in the minors are talking about the, the different herbs you should be taking to boost your immune system. Yes. Like that's kind of the crap before the horse, to be honest. That's with the you thing Why don't you right nail now, the yeah. basics? Why don't you reduce your stress, reduce yes. uh, your negativity, go sleep get some more. sleep more, yeah. like, get yeah. ex- exercise. Don't exercise too much. Like exercising too much can like lower your immune good. system. Yeah, and, totally. And then like, you know, just like eat, eat a good clean diet full of micronutrients and, and and those are the basics, right? The foundations, uh, not not the, the the you know the ancillary details before we nail the foundation down. Right. I think people are getting conditioned to. They're looking for that magic bullet. Like I, I have people message yeah. me all the time. And they're like, you know, what's the one tip you could give me as a new CrossFitter? I'm like, sleep, get sleep. Yeah. Like before all else, like go to bed early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like. Oh. Learn the basic, yeah. I Always. struggle with it every day. You know, when people adjust to our program, a lot of them are like, uh, three days a week. What about more? More training? And I'm like, yeah. well, no, because like more is not better. Better is based on results, based on growth, based on you adapt. Like if I give you more training, it, it could, you know, likely slow down your progress mm-hmm. and tissues need to heal, remodel and, and, and grow back thicker. And, you know, th- this is just an adjustment and understanding the difference again between like what I want to do and what I should do or opinions and feelings versus facts and results. Yes. That's the most frustrating part sometimes when you do what we do is, you know, one of our clients will come to us telling us that our methodology doesn't work. But meanwhile, they didn't do the methodology, right? put their own spin on it. And it's like, well, we did heavy squat this morning and then you did Murph at night, which wasn't program. And then you wonder why you're not gaining strength. And it's like, because you didn't do my program. You did, right. you know, when completely off the rail or they do, you know, your, your nutrition, but at night they have, you know, snack left and right and this and that. And you're like, but, you know, I'm putting you in a calorie deficit because we want to lose weight. If you now cheat on the side and put yourself in a calorie surplus, well, you are gaining weight. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's a, a big thing with people too. I think that's why they want the like easy pill, but the easy doesn't work. I'm I'm sorry. Like, and the work is such, you just have to learn that that work is rewarding. Like, I think everyone, you know, when you're 
go back to when you were a kid and you would do like a birdhouse project for your school and you loved it so much. Like I did that when I was a kid, I did a birdhouse made of coconut. And in my head, I'll never find a better birdhouse than that one. Because I have never done a birdhouse made of coconuts. Have you guys done that? No, I don't know. I was very creative. That's awesome. (laughs) It was very creative. But I'm just saying, I think like people need to understand that when you work really hard on something, even though it's not perfect and it's a little crooked and you put your heart in it, it's like all of that makes that thing just so much more beautiful than if you just wake up and have it and then really don't treat it well. Because if you just wake up and have it, it's just a thing. Like you don't, you didn't build it with your hand. There's not like blood and sweat and it's like once you understand the beauty behind the hard work, you, I, I obviously like to work hard <laughs> and I really embrace that to a point that it's unhealthy for me. <laughs> so I need to learn to, to balance my life better that way. But it's very rewarding to like work on your body and see the result, work on your diet and feel more present, be more positive, be, you know, hopefully better for your husband and your friend because of all this other things you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be like overnight. Like, yeah, you know, there's no, Small there's no rush. Step. In fact, you know, anything that, that is just slower and methodical is usually more compelling and, and better maintained. Mm-hmm. You know, you see that with like weight loss, right? Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of weight really quick. And then it bounces right up. Like yeah. there has to totally. be. A, a point of just accumulation of, of good, consistent habits. And I, I've heard people say this a lot is like just trying to do most things mostly well, most of the time. Um, that's really the ticket. It's the, yeah. it's the slow game and the long game versus the short grab. And like, I mean, I always yourself. give people yeah. the analogy about like, if you were teaching somebody how to shoot a gun, you wouldn't start by teaching them how to slide on their knees and shoot sideways, you know, <laughs> like in the movie, like you teach them like, Here's how you hold the gun. Here's how you point the gun. Here's how you safely load and unload the gun. But you wouldn't start with like the super advanced stuff. And that goes with training and nutrition and supplements, all that stuff too. It's like, we're we're not there yet. Most people are not there yet. Time and consistency and foundations. I really want to shoot guns with you now. I know. Really do. (laughs) You know, look at Keanu Reeves. You ever seen those John Wick movies? He is so Like, cause like I've, I've been sitting next to people who are good firearms experts who are like, yeah, it's, pretty fucking good <laughs> but i god knows he's had, had to you know really put the time in to be able yeah. to well, we, we are actually right up against the end of our time but I, i'm gonna give a little commercial for your uh programs real quick so i i got a chance to watch you guys at wadapalooza oh cool uh, i'm i'm in the crowd with all the other crossfitters and i'm like i get amused at these things because i sit around and look at all the confused faces you know, they're like, oh, this isn't CrossFit. Like, what are they doing? You guys are like doing skull crushers or something, you know? And meanwhile, everyone's like, I want to look like that. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. Like, I couldn't stay too long because I wanted to get sun. And Dave is so big, he was blocking the sun. So oh, I, wow. You know, like, I couldn't get any sun. And uh, But I'm, I'm watching these people work out, and it looks so hard. Like, And the movements were so easy. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I'm watching it going, this is brilliant. Like, really, really brilliant science. Of figuring out that, you know, you don't have to put, you know, six 45 pound plates on the end of the bar and lift the craziest weight ever to, to look great and to mm-hmm. be big, you know, and to and, feel good. Yep. Yeah. The, the right way good. is the one that works, you know, and, and yeah. that, that's also different for, for different people, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I think, you know, you have to, you have to understand that as a, as a coach or as an athlete, 
just because one person has success or just because you have success yes. one time doing something doesn't, doesn't mean that it's going to happen that way again. You know, it's, it's not an A plus B equals yeah. C scenario. And, and in fact, training is not really much of a science at all. It's really more of an art of you yes. observing and adjusting mm-hmm. because there are just too many variables in the equation for to, you know, to be able to definitively predict the answer. Yeah. Anyone who tells you that they have, you know, a specific recipe to, to make everyone look a certain way, I would run away from them. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because it's, it's not true. And, you know, even looking at me and Dave, our, our style keeps evolving. Yeah. Just keep evolving nonstop. And, you know, what Dave does might work for a lot of people, might not work for some. And what I do might work for a lot of people and not work for some. And that's fine. Yeah. I, I, totally fine. You see that in our programs too. We're like, you know, like we even, we have a program called muscle anarchy and that's our probably most popular one, like all the cool bodybuilding methods and stuff. And it started with like just the bodybuilding and then it was like, okay, bodybuilding plus some conditioning. And now we're adding prehab into it. And now mm-hmm. it's bodybuilding conditioning and optional steady state cardio. And now there's optional yoga work. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. we're just kind of making more robust to try to cast the widest net because depending on who you are and what your goals are, the program has to look a little different. Yeah. So, yes. so, you know, the versatility of the program is important while the, the, the message and the core principles may be the same. You can't just have this cookie cutter thing. There has to be ability to adjust. Well, I love what you guys are doing. I, you know, I think, uh, you know, not only the programs you put together, you know, science driven and, and smart and, I think they fit in great with our community, but I think what you guys are, you know, Nikki said it best, like it's so timely with everything that's going on in our community right now. Um, yeah. And I just really appreciate the, uh, the contribution you guys are putting in, but I can't, I can't say it enough. So thank you for yeah. what you're doing. We, we feel lucky to have people that are, that are willing to listen and try That's our biggest passion. Our bottom line is just putting good new information out there to an expanding audience and, and helping people along the same journey that we've been through. All right. Well, guys, we appreciate you being on. Nikki, stay safe in the quarantine. Yeah, likewise. We'll work on that uh, top bun you got going on tonight. Looks great. I love it. Thanks. And uh, <laughs> Where David can we Camille. Podcast? Do we go to, to download it at uh, uh, Make, Make Pods, Pods Great Again? Yes. We're, we're on all the channels. We're uh, on all the things. On all the things. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, and we've uh, we've had all your buddies on here. Jason was on here not that long ago. Yeah, he was great. Nice. Well, yeah. we'll 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 link it in our Instagrams and stuff, and 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 try to get it out there. And and uh, yeah, that was a really fun combo. Thank you guys. Thank yeah, you. thank you guys for for being on. Really appreciate it. again, like all of your intellect and all of your experience and all of this, but also like just your overwhelming positivity is what we need right now. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, for everyone listening, we appreciate you being on, and we will talk to you guys soon.